Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to The Vespers Project. This is Ben Pruitt, your host for this podcast, and this is our ninth episode. It is our ninth episode of the season, and that is just crazy to think about. I'm, I'm really excited that we've gotten this far, and we couldn't have done it without all of you, so I really appreciate everyone listening. And if this is your first time joining us, thank you so much again for just checking out this small community. We are really excited for this opportunity today uh, because I just want to remind everyone that this is the second part of a two-part episode on the lens of caring. On episode seven, which was two episodes ago, we released an episode on caring and interviewed PJ D'Amico, and he was an awesome person to interview. So if you haven't checked that out yet, please do. But this is a two-part episode because they did a joint Vespers together. And I wanted all of you to be able to hear both of their perspectives. Maddie Janin is just a wonderful human and was such a joy to learn from. And I I just hope that you find that in our conversation as much as I did. So just a reminder, uh, the Arc of E kindly hosts this podcast and makes all of this possible. Any donation on Patreon would make this process just a little bit easier and you can find us at thearcavee at gmail.com. You can email me directly at thevespersproject at gmail.com. Or you can search for the Archivee directly on Patreon. We would greatly appreciate that patronage. And if you are interested in another podcast with me, I highly recommend Bending Not Breaking, which has over a thousand subscribers at this point. And we're just we're analyzing the wonderful show Avatar The Last Airbender, which is now available on Netflix. And on the show, we laugh, we cry, we learn, and we hope that you'll come give it a shot. With all of that, I hope you'll enjoy this Vespers on the lens of caring from PJ and Maddie. Thank you for listening. Find my worth in you, I find 
Taking all I have and now I'm laying it at your feet You'll have every failure, God You'll have every victory change you say into I say? Why is it that we cannot find it in ourselves to forgive ourselves? If you talk to your friends the way that you talk to yourself, would you have any friends? I know in this day and age, self-care is doing a face mask and taking a nap, but those are just physical aspects. A couple of years ago, my dad got a new job in a different state. I had to leave my life in my hometown my senior year of high school. I went from having all the friends I could ask for living a few minutes from me to no friends and three hours away from my home. I stopped taking care of myself less and less as each day passed. All I did was eat, sleep, school, and work for a year. I could feel myself changing. My attitude and my beliefs. I was in a pit of darkness that I could not escape from. It wasn't until a girl from my work noticed that something was wrong and offered to take me out to lunch. I finally realized that I couldn't keep living life like this. My mindset and the way I was treating and talking to myself were so negative I knew I had to change. I encourage each and everyone on the mountain to think and change the way that they talk to themselves. Too often we underestimate the power of a touch, a smile, a kind word, a listening ear, an honest compliment, or the smallest act of caring, all of which have the potential to turn a life around. Leo Buscala Let it go Let it roll right off your shoulder Don't you know The hardest part is over Let it in Let your clarity define you in the end We will only just remember how it feels Our lives are made Still 
It isn't often that the word caring makes you think about self-care rather than thinking of caring for those around you. While it may not be the first thing to be thought of, it is just as important as caring for anyone else in your life. I, like many others, had to learn this lesson the hard way in life through countless trials and tribulations. My junior year of high school was by far one of the most difficult times in my life in regards to not knowing who I was as an individual, constantly searching for my own happiness, and not being able to place my needs above the needs of those around me. Constantly, I struggled day in and day out without a trace of anyone knowing around me. Yet all it took was a simple text from a friend that changed everything. One single movie with a friend is something that I will never be able to forget because it taught me how important it is to put my happiness first and to seek joy in the finer things that life has to offer. It was then that I realized that our lives are best represented as glass bottles, where the world is rough and can shatter our bottles into a million pieces, then casting them away into the sea where we are broken down and worn down even further. These waters churn and weather each piece of what we once were, and eventually they bring us back to shore. It appears that all hope is lost since what is left of your past self is just a fragment of what you once were. Yet when the person comes by, they are able to see the beauty and value in you, a newly washed up piece of sea glass. What you viewed as broken and a fragment of your past self, someone else views as whole and beautiful, opening your eyes to fully understand your own self-worth. The importance of self-care is to realize your self-worth in order to work through the difficult times to come out stronger and more beautiful than before. And hopefully, you too will pass this feeling on to those around you as well. When you're weary Feeling small When tears are in Your eyes I will dry them all I'm on your side Oh, when times get rough And friends just can't be found Like a bridge over troubled water I will lay me down Like a bridge over troubled water I will lay me down When you're down and out When you're on the street When evening falls So hard I will comfort you I'll take your part When darkness comes And pain is all around Like a bridge over troubled water I will lay me down Like a bridge over troubled Water, I will lay me down Sail on, silver girl Sail on by Your time has come to shine All your dreams are on their way See how they shine Oh, 
God, help us come to realize the power behind our actions to transform the lives of another. Allow our actions to be that helping hand for those around us, as you have blessed us during our difficult times. Strengthen our mindset to no longer treat ourselves different, but rather lift ourselves up with the care we each deserve. Finally, help us to show the true beauty that each person possesses to everyone we encounter to show the importance of their self-worth. Amen. We're back with the Vespers Project, and we just had the unique pleasure of listening to both Maddie and PJ talk about caring. But guess what? This week, instead of talking to PJ, we have Maddie, and we saved the best for last. So we have Maddie with us. Maddie, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? You know, I'm good. I'm really good. I had a chance to play disc golf today, despite the quarantine, you know, socially distancing, but still going outside. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How are you Perfect. doing? How's everything going? I'm doing good. I did um I did have to move out of my dorm, but I'm with my family now. So that's a that's a plus. Um I've been trying to go on walks, get out of the house, just trying to keep myself occupied when I'm not doing schoolwork. <laughs> I hear I hear that. I am hearing that you also have a lot of schoolwork. Tell me about that. Oh my goodness. I feel like Two, like two of my professors are just like, you know what, you pass, no final, you guys are done. And then the rest of them are just adding work, changing the syllabus. Um, it, it just feels like busy work to try to keep us in class. But I mean, it's keeping me busy. It is what it is, you know? Yeah, well, it's interesting to me because like, it seems like what's the most caring thing to do in this kind of situation? And like, in some of the your professors are like the most caring thing to do is to be like you know what you pass everything's gonna be fine you have plenty of other things to go with and other ones are probably thinking of caring in terms of I need to give them as much to do so they understand this subject as much as possible and like that's the most generous assumption I can make about mm -hmm. why they're giving you that load right and it's just to look at it through a lens absolutely. of caring is it interesting right yeah absolutely yeah I think um you know, a, a lot of my professors that are giving more work are older, so they are definitely trying. Yeah, so the ones that are just like, you know what, you pass, we're like, you know, we're just, we're done. They were my younger professors, but I think the ones that are giving more work are trying to make sure that we understand the material without being in class. We uh, have like 20-minute videos we have to watch, and they're very much you know, I'm not good at technology, but here are all the resources you can use and please email me. <laughs> They're like, we're doing absolutely nothing but grading. So please email us, you know, reach out to us. It doesn't even have to be school related. So I think that that's, that's very, very nice. Well, there you go. It's just, it's interesting to think about and especially the way you bring it up in terms of like intergenerational types of caring and the different mm -hmm. ways that people care depending on how old they are and what, how they grew up caring, right? Right. That's so interesting. So let's jump right in. Like, what does caring mean to you? If you had to put caring into a headline, like, what does caring mean? So caring to me means that you are um, putting other people before yourself. You are making sure that others are doing well. Um, but then in our vestors, we also talked about self-care. So I feel like it goes both ways. So you need to make sure that 
you're taking care of yourself, whether that is, you know, like, like now going for a walk, getting out of the house. Um, I know it's hard not to see people, um, but just making sure that you are doing okay. That way you can help others. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I have recently gone back through all the Vespers. And so for all the ones we've heard so far, we heard patriotism, we've heard inclusion, we've heard respect, honesty have all been published. And what I'm noticing is that Grace, you and PJ, and then Jordan, like have, you have all focused on how can I be self your word? Mm-hmm. So self-respectful. How can I be honest with myself? How can I be caring towards myself? And that's mm-hmm. kind of a, that was a running thread throughout the Vespers this year on the mountain. What are your, what are your thoughts on that? So we, we didn't actually do that on purpose. So when we were all listening to them, we're all, we're kind of like, oh, okay. Um, we all chose to listen to them for the first time with everybody else, um, which I thought was very cool. But I think with, um, you know, everything going on today, you have social media, you have, you know, other stuff going on. And it's just, I think people forget to think about themselves because they have so much going on around them. So that's kind of where me and PJ with went with it. But I think that it was really cool that we all kind of decided to really, really hit that um, self-care. Then, like I said, it was like we didn't even mean to all do well, it. So it just cool. sort of happened. Yeah, it's so cool because the fact that all of you separately decided that it was important to focus on the self is really interesting when the context is and the connotation of caring is to put others first, right? Mm -hmm. But I think what's happening is there's this um, collective realization that in order to put others first, sometimes we have to put ourselves first. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But like I said, like you can't, you can't give people your best if you're not feeling your best. Yeah. Um, and I feel like on the mountain, we never, you know, we're always on the mountain. It's like, you gotta, you know, yeah, I think we learn about helping other people, but we don't really learn about helping ourselves. Um, so, I mean, I will say I am terrible at uh, self-care. It wasn't really until my freshman year of college when I joined a sorority that they were like, hey, we're going to do sisterhoods and all of them are around self-care they're just you need a break from school you need a break from just the outside and you just need to focus on yourself so it really wasn't until I was 18 19 years old that I was kind of like oh okay I really do need to start taking time for myself doing like extra things that I like to do not just stuff that would look great on my resume (laughs) Um, yeah yeah that's really interesting to think about. So I like, tell me if I'm, I'm going to kind of respond and tell me if this is not what you meant, but it seems as though um, when by yourself, it was hard to put yourself first. But what happened was once you got into a group of people who valued that, once that was part of the culture, it was easier to embrace that self-care. Does that make sense? Yeah, no. And that's totally, I think I never thought about it that way, but that is definitely what it is. Um, It really took me meeting and becoming a part of a fantastic group of women to kind of slow down and take time for myself. Um, I hold two positions in my sorority now um, where I, one of them I meet with um, the other sorority representatives, we're all representatives. And then the other one, I'm teaching all of our new members um, what we need to do. And um, it's been a really rough week trying to, you know, get that you know, changing our uh, in-person lesson plans for our new members to onto online. And my advisor was just like, you know what? You've done enough. Take a break. Go get ice cream. I will take care of it. So I don't know. I think it took that, uh, just me being in a big group and other people telling me to take care of myself, to actually take care of myself, if, yeah. uh, if that makes sense. Well, that's so cool because, and I'm glad you found that. And I I wonder if other people who are in sororities and fraternities and Greek life in college are experiencing that, right? Are they Mm -hmm. in a culture that is valuing that as a part of their experience? Because I want to be in a workplace 
that values that. I want to be in a workplace and culture where I am spending so much of my time where that that kind of value is um, prized. It is like it is valued, actually, instead of just something that is toted out and said, hey, you need to take care of yourself. And here are all these 700 things that if you don't do it, then you're going to fail. Right. Yeah. Um, right. So it's I think it's important learning from this so far has been that it's one thing to value it for yourself, but it's really a lot easier to put self-care ahead of other things if other people around you are valuing it as well. No, absolutely. And um, I'm an education major. Um, I'm a double major. So I have um, English as my first major. And then um, education is kind of the other one that I picked up. Nice. Um, and yeah, and uh, we spent an entire week in one of my education classes on you need to make sure you set deadlines um, or like time slots in your workplace. Like um, one of the examples was after eight o'clock, I'm not answering um, any more emails. I'm not taking yep. any more calls. So I, I've just, I never had thought about that. Um, they just were saying you need to take one day out of the week for yourself if you can do it. So I think just the fact that I had an entire week in one of my collegiate classes that was just this is how you take care of yourself in the ed- in the education field um yep. and while still doing it professionally yeah while still doing it professionally I just that kind of blew my mind because I never would have thought to just be like oh I guess I shouldn't be answering emails at 11 o'clock at night and you know setting deadlines yeah, I so I've I worked for the Y for a long, long time, and mm-hmm. I love the Y. And the Y has done a great job building me and turning me into who I am. And that is something that I think the Y had, and it's not at every branch, but uh, mm-hmm. in the culture that I grew up in, that is something that I would have liked more of: is teaching that boundary setting around um, you. You need to make time that is for you. You need to make sure you take all your vacation time. You need to make sure that you. Um, aren't like, and with teens, especially, right. Y'all, we all know this, right. Teens like to talk hour of the day. And I just would, it would be, you know, I'm up at 10 o'clock at night. And so they text me and I'm like, okay, I'm going to text back and answer the question. But sometimes like, what am I teaching them by responding at 10 o'clock just as much as what am I doing for myself? And Mm -hmm. so in a way, self-care and modeling self-care is doing just as much good for you as it is serving other people because you are building that culture and making it easier for them to replicate that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So in a way you create that culture, like, yes, you doing it and feeling alone, like you're the only one doing it makes it is like, is hard, but you are making it easier for other people to do the same thing. So big deal, big deal. Huge deal. Yeah. So thinking about people, like, who are the people in your life that have kind of, who are, like, who does a good job with that in your life? Who are the people when you think of caring and when you think of setting those boundaries and modeling self-care, like, like, who are those people? Um, honestly, this might be, like, cheesy or whatever, but my mom definitely comes to mind. Uh, she works as a crisis counselor, and with everything going on right now, she's taking on so many hours on top of now working from home. And I mean, as soon as she is done with her, uh, her shift, um, just because she is working overtime and I just, she's amazing for doing that. But, um, soon as she's done, she takes a nap. She's like, this is my time. I am going to take a nap and then I will work on whatever else I need to work on. Um, so her just, you know, and she, she's such a positive person too, just to be able to, take the time to stop and realize that she needs this nap because of what's been going on. And then she will like, or she doesn't feel tired. She'll take an hour and just like color. Like we have coloring books. Yeah. So- yeah. Um, I have kind of like, I have like a bad word coloring book with dogs and it's super fun to color. It. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, no, she'll just take an hour to color or, um, yeah, so she's definitely the first person that comes to mind just because she has to deal with um, a lot of hard topics um, every day at work. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely my mom. That's awesome. 
but yeah, anyway, parents for the win. Am I right, parents? Oh, absolutely. All right, so let's move into the music, your Vespers. It starts out with that first song, and tell us uh, what it is. What's the title of it? What's the uh, artist, and how, how did we choose it? What happened? So our first song, um, PJ picked out, and it was um, You Say by Lauren Diego. I'm pretty sure that's how you say her well, last name. Right. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, um, we actually came across the song, um, on our honor leader retreat. Um, we had to ask through special permission to use the song because that was the song that he presented as like the song for the week. So we wanted to make sure that that would be okay with him. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so PJ had picked that song, and I think that once we listened to it, we really, like, I mean, I really, like, I was almost crying. I was like, oh, my gosh, this fits in so well with our Vespers. Um, And we had decided just to go with a song first. That way it would give a chance for people to kind of settle down, get into, yeah, set the mood, get into the – just the okay I'm listening to a Vespers because we were in like the middle-ish end of the week people are tired people like are their minds are on their midterms finals just trying to get through the week so we wanted to have a song that kind of all right slowing down a little bit to really get into it yeah 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 so just the whole like you say I am strong when I'm feeling weak just the um kind of the whole like the other person who is like saying like the you say um that person is like being like positive where um as I think when we think of ourselves sometimes it's not always the uh most positive thing I think that people are you know I think everyone is hard on themselves so someone saying like you are strong like you are loved you are everything you know I think that words of affirmation essentially yes exactly I think that people need to um people need to hear that and I definitely at the time needed to hear it um it definitely gave me a chance to you know slow down and just like okay I need to stop being so hard on myself um so yeah just I think the words of affirmation for sure I love that and there's a a lot of research on self-talk and how we talk to ourselves and the mindset and the the positivity or lack of positivity that that breeds. Um, so yeah, I think that self-talk is really interesting. So that kind of brings us into your, uh, your words, right? And you are talking about, it's, it's interesting for me because both you and PJ talk about this transformative experience where you hit a moment and that like woomph, things changed. And for him, Mm -hmm. it was junior year. And for you, if I remember correctly, it is moving, right? Yes, moving. So I'm curious for our listeners who may or may not have experienced that, that thing yet, whatever that transformative, like, bump in the road. Mm -hmm. um, But do you think that that happens to everybody? Is this an everybody thing where for some people, it's junior year, for some people, it's moving uh it, or is it something that is unique to both of you that kind of gave you this insight you know I think it can be unique um to every person every person has their struggles and it's not a not oh, what's the word I want to say it doesn't have to be something like as big as moving or as big as you know I did like a whole 360 um you know, my whatever year of school, I think, um, or it can happen to someone later down the road. Um, I think everyone has their own struggles and everybody has a moment where they're like, okay, this sucks, but I can make the best out of it. Um, but I don't think that happens to everyone around the same age. I think it can happen to you earlier in life, later in life. And it's not, it doesn't have to be something that happens just once. Sometimes, you know, you have, it happens again, but as long as you look at the positive, I think you'll get through it. And I think this, um, being in quarantine right now with this virus, I think this is a big change for everyone. So 
yeah. hopefully this is like the worst thing that happens to anyone yeah yeah well and that's interesting because that kind of leads into this idea of um forgiveness and that's something that you kind of talk about in in your time and forgiveness of others forgiveness of ourselves um and I, i'm curious because forgiveness is a really interesting thing because it for me it requires awareness like in order to forgive someone you have to be aware of um what we're feeling right mm -hmm. like if i'm feeling angry you can't move past anger until you realize why you're angry right mm -hmm. um and yeah. usually like anger is a secondary emotion um it's anger usually is covering up something else like sadness or grief or mm -hmm. fear or something else and like it's just you have to become aware in order to even forgive and i'm curious how do you what's your advice on moving through and becoming aware so that we can forgive mm -hmm. so i think i mean just to start out i think that um a lot of people are taught from a young age like not on purpose but just through their experiences to kind of hide their emotions um yeah. Yeah, so I think um, we all need to kind of, you know, learn how to be okay with feeling certain ways. We need to learn how to, like, it is okay to be upset and sad, and it's okay to feel all of those emotions, because if you don't allow yourself to feel those emotions, then you're never going to be able to move past, um, you know, what was bothering you um, or what was upsetting you, and, you know... So I think the first step is to just allow yourself to be okay with feeling not okay. If that Oof, that's so sense. hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it, it sucks to feel sad and it's not the best feeling in the world, but um, once you allow yourself to, you know, feel those emotions and I think you can find out what is, or just in being able to talk about those emotions with, other people is a big thing. So I think once you're able to really do that, you can start to move on and realize why you're upset. Well, first you can realize like why you're angry and then you can realize why you're upset and maybe wonder why you felt like you had to suppress those feelings. And then I think after that you can, once you realize that you can finally, um, you can finally like move on and learn to forgive whatever had happened. Yeah. So, I, yeah, for sure. Well, I just, I love that. And I love how that connects back to, I think, Jordan's Vespers in one of her songs. One of the lines in one of her songs is, it's okay not to be okay. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And I, I love how all of these things are so connected um, mm -hmm. from honesty to caring to respect all of them. Um, mm -hmm. So that's really neat. Yeah. So uh, you also talk about how little things make all the difference. Mm -hmm. And um, that led to essentially a paradigm shift for you, for all of the listeners who are on the mountain and have been through lead 16, we talk about paradigm shifts, mm -hmm. right? And so it, it seems like though there was this one moment that just led to a complete epiphany, Eureka, I found it moment, if you will. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. um, can you just elaborate on that? And what was that like? So like, are you asking for, from like when I moved to when I was finally like, okay with moving, like I accepted no, that or so just in general? The moment you described was someone asked you out to lunch or? A, yes. Um, that's yeah. the one I was talking about. Tell yeah, me yeah, yeah. So um, I had a job at the Y, you know, obviously. And um, I was a lifeguard and, you know, there was um, a new girl there and she just was kind of like, hey, yeah, like she just was straight up like, hey, you look kind of sad. And I was like, oh, crap, because I was in that mindset where I can't let anyone know how I'm feeling. So I'm just going to suppress it. And I was just like, no, like, that's just my face. And she was like, no, let's go out to lunch. And I was like, oh, OK, new girl, like she'd only been there for like literally two days. Um, and so she was like, I'm going to take you out to lunch. And um, she was like my first friend here. Her name is Sydney. Um and I haven't been able to see her yet because of the quarantine, but um, that was kind of like my, the turning point for me was someone just going, hey, you know, I know what it's like to, to move and have all of these terrible things happen. And um, even though like, 
in hindsight or like looking back at it like moving is not the end of the world um but like to me my senior year it was um but you know I think it was just to have someone that was validating my feelings like yeah you moved during your senior year that's terrible and um you know she really let me kind of like release all of my feelings and I think that's when I you know going back to forgiveness I think that's when I was finally able to like feel everything and then kind of forgive the whole situation and it was literally because she took me out to lunch and then we started hanging out and then I have a new best friend and I just the fact that like that's all that I needed I think that was my turning point. Yeah. And and I love the quote you used. And the quote is too often we underestimate the power of a touch, a smile, a kind word, a listening ear, an honest compliment, or the smallest act of caring, Mm -hmm. all of which have the potential to turn a life around. And again, that's from Leo Buscaglia. Buscaglia. Mm -hmm. And that's just such a simple quote. But it's also so important because how we really yeah. do, we underestimate how important it is asking someone out to lunch, right? Mm-hmm. That's Absolutely. such a simple act, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what I love about Blue Ridge for the people who know about Blue Ridge who are listening is that there are so many small acts of caring in such a concentrated time <laughs> that yeah, <laughs> lives, it, like that week is just pumped full of of caring right mm-hmm. and Absolutely. talk about turning lives around like that week is so powerful and I think partially it's because of this right mm-hmm. absolutely so I'm curious like how did you find this quote was this just like a google search or was it one of those things where this is hanging up on your wall somewhere like how did you find it where did it come from so um actually it was my junior year um English teacher, she, Mrs. Johnson, and she always had quotes um, on her whiteboard and she would have like a quote for the week or like sometimes if she was like, I don't really like that quote, so I'll change it. And that was one of the quotes up there. And I was like her biggest fan. So I would always write down the quotes in my journal. And so I went back when we were making our Vespers, um, I went back and I looked through all of the quotes that I had written from her class um, that were on her whiteboard and I saw it and I was like, this is absolutely perfect. So that's how I came across it. And I don't know. I feel like I was, I was meant to see that quote and I was meant to be in her class. I was meant to write it down. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just the weirdest thing. So yeah. Like that kind of kismet. It just like happens. Everything falls into place. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes, I definitely believe that everything happens for a reason. I'm definitely one of those gotcha. kinds of people. Yeah. Love it. Okay. So that that kind of like after that, we have the next song, right? So song two, is this your song choice? Yeah. So this is my choice. It was um, Little Wonders by Rob Thomas. I remember going to the movie theater and watching meet the robinsons and this was the song that they played at the end and i like love that song so um yeah so um me and pj that was one of them that i sent to pj and he listened to it and was like yes absolutely um i feel like it just fit in so well after the quote to really go into it and just be like like, you know, our lives are made in these small hours, these little moments. Um, yeah. yeah, so I just feel like everything just sort of went together. And I feel like um, it does relate back to care because, I mean, caring can be like, I mean, like my friend Sydney did, can just be taking me out to lunch. And I mean, yeah, yeah. so that's how um, we had came across or I had came across the song and we chose to use it. So I'm hearing that that first song was kind of a collective like decision. This song mm-hmm. was mostly you, but also mm-hmm. a collective decision. Yeah. And that, that final song was PJ's, which was Bridge Over Troubled Water by Johnny mm-hmm. Cash. Johnny Cash yeah. version. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, that's a really neat way to kind of think about um, how working together on a Vespers is 
I like feel like it's such a personal process, but working together is just so interesting how these two weaved weave together, right? They're two seemingly separate stories, but they are bound by their their inextricably connected conversation. And so I just thought it was done very tastefully. Um, what was it like working with PJ? Like all in all, like getting it down though. Like what was it like working with PJ? Okay, so me and PJ really didn't know each other that well. Um, we, you know, he was a fourth year, I was um, a sixth year. Um, so I guess like our paths never really um, crossed. And then, you know, we had like gotten our numbers after honor leader, um, you know, nominations and all of that. Um, and I, on our retreat, I think that's when we really became, um, we really became close. He, uh, we did Secret Santa. He had me as his Secret Santa, and he got me this really cool red vintage YMCA um, shirt from like oh, wow. the 70s. Yeah, he he went all out. Um, and then when we were picking um, what topics we wanted for our vespers, him and I were both like, you know, we're fine splitting ones. So we got put together and. Um, I think from that point on, we both really, um, we really became super great friends and we just um, were able to open up with each other because, I mean, it's really hard sharing deep experiences with yeah. another person that you don't, you don't really know that well. And then deciding like, yeah, we're just gonna do a Vespers and share our deep feelings with everybody. Yeah. So, yeah. But uh, yeah, so it's, a bunch of fun me and pj still text each other like oh my goodness almost every other day um so yeah Good. but it was it was fun work and i think it was also fun you know working with someone that i didn't know as well that way we could really um get to know each other but it was a really really great bonding experience for sure yeah that's gonna be my new thing like all right y'all in order to bond we're gonna make you write vespers together <laughs> yeah i mean honestly it was like greatest thing yeah it was so cool. much fun awesome so uh, speaking of sharing things you shared your prayer at the end so what was it like writing that prayer for you and then what was it like writing it together so we both were kind of like okay the easiest way would be to split it up that way um we could you know kind of share what we wanted to share and then um share something at the end so with me, like, I I feel like I'm not very good at writing things, which is weird because I'm an English major, but, um, you know, um, but I mean, I think writing the prayer together really um, gave me kind of a, a boost of, of confidence, I guess, but opposed to like writing it by myself. So um, to me, it was very helpful um, just because I've never really like written a prayer before I didn't really know how to like how deep I should go so we kind of like balanced off each other and like proofread it together um kind of just made sure everything made sense and went together so I don't know for me it was very beneficial to write it with PJ and again it was just letting us you know feel um like feel our feelings and yeah. kind of come together and make something like like as deep as a prayer in a Vespers. So, yeah. yeah. And so tell me just a little bit around like your religious affiliation. Are you religious? Do you pray often? Like what is that like for you in general? So I, um, I've, I don't know. Um, I definitely believe in like God and Jesus. I am a higher power. I feel like, um, you know, I haven't really been, um, around it as much as I've been in the past. So over the past year, I joined um, a um, all women's uh, church group on campus. It's called Delight. And basically we, you know, we look at the Bible and we go through one section and we're like, okay, like, this is what it says. How can this empower us as women? Because I feel like, you know, I don't know, I'm all about know women empowerment and all yeah. of that um Down patriarchy y'all let's get rid oh of yeah yeah like get rid of men it's fine <laughs> but um <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um 
Yeah. So I feel like uh, my freshman year, I kind of like, I wasn't around it as much as I wanted to be. So I really kind of tried to take initiative um, and have time for myself um, Tuesday night, go to delight um, and really kind of, you know, reconnect and feel like I was reconnecting um, with, uh, with God and Jesus. Yeah. So, but aside from that, writing prayers was not something that you had a lot of experience with. No, I was never the one that was like, oh yeah, I'll like, I'll give the prayer today um, in church group or anything yeah. like that. So um, I was just kind of like, I never felt like I would be good at it. So I just never, I never did it. <laughs> um, so that definitely pushed me out of my comfort zone. And PJ really had to help me a lot to just be like, dude you're fine like your heart is good um see I think that just goes back to what we were talking about earlier we are all so hard on ourselves and it takes another person to be like no like every everything is fine (laughs) yeah so uh, what you talk about in your prayer is there's there's power behind our actions and Mm -hmm. uh, and which is again harking back to like those small moments and the under oh my god Oh my God, what was the uh, underestimated the power of those small moments? And mm-hmm. there's these, these, this power behind these things that we can do. So, um, it, your prayer was that we could be more intentional, right? Or that mm-hmm. we can be more, um, focused more on that. So, yeah. I'm going to flip that over and say, like, what can we do to be a little bit more intentional about creating those small mem- moments for ourselves and for others? So I think to kind of create um, intentional moments for ourselves is really just, honestly, if you feel overwhelmed, take a minute, Um, just kind of, you know, recollect your thoughts, you know, like step outside for a little bit. Um, I think that, you know, again, we all need to kind of learn how to talk to ourselves nicer because um, if I feel like if a lot of us talked um to our friends how we talk to ourselves we wouldn't have a lot of friends um so I think that yeah so I think that everyone needs to take a moment and just like you know why am I being so mean to myself I don't you know and kind of just well if I said that to someone else like they wouldn't want to talk to me anymore so why would I talk to myself in such hurtful ways um so I feel like everyone needs to yeah so everyone needs to really take a minute and just you know, be intentional with how you are talking to yourself and make sure that it is positive. And I I think doing like, let's be intentional about being intentional. And so Mm -hmm. what I mean by that is like, (laughs) not to make it more complicated, but there are moments in our lives where we are more prone to talk negatively about ourselves than others, right? Yeah. So Mm -hmm. if you are about to get a test back, for instance, and you are worried about the result of that test, Mm -hmm. then that's a moment to focus, like before you get the test even, to say, okay, I'm going to be really intentional about how I talk to myself once I get this test. Then you get that test, and if it's a good grade, you're like, I am very proud of the work that I put in to get this grade. Yeehaw. And then if it's not, you can say, hey, this is a, like, you missed out on this one. Next time you can study, but don't worry because, like, X, Y, or Z, whatever you might want to say, but not saying, you're such an idiot, right? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Because, like, in treating yourself, one of the coolest things I heard was um when somebody says that out loud like a friend of mine I can talk to them and say hey don't talk to my friend that way Mm -hmm. that oh that's good that's very good yeah right and it gives like you it's just like right like hey don't talk to my friend that way even though they're talking to themselves right Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but if somebody else said that to them you would probably not let them say it right so exactly it just gives our a little, a little chance for us to, you know, be on people's side, even when they're Mm -hmm. being themselves. Yeah. Very well said. So I don't, I want to be real about like the time that we're in. We've talked about it a few times, but we are in an an episode, we're in a pandemic, right? We are in the middle of COVID-19 and we are recording on April 4th. For those of you who are are curious what the day is, Um, I'm not sure when this episode will publish, but like April 4th, we are right smack in the middle of it. And, um, how do you envision this message of caring, um, being relative to what we're experiencing right now? What are your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, I think that it is um, very, very um, relevant to what we're experiencing right now. Um, I think that we all need to make sure that we are looking out for um, our each other, like our friends, family members, um, co-workers, as well as ourselves. I feel like it is very easy um, to feel like isolated or to feel like you are stuck. So if you are feeling like that, I think that you need to, you know, reach out to a friend, you know, like make sure that you are communicating with someone, um, do something to take your mind off things. Um, you know, like I said earlier, I'm doing, um, like embroidery and coloring and going outside just to try to, take my mind off things um so I have I'm one of the very very lucky ones that has um a compromised immune system so I can't go out to eat um even if it's carry out or anything like that so I have to be very very careful um with what I am doing but um also um I would say make sure that you have a really good um support group or support person um you know, me and my friends are checking up on each other every day. We are making sure that we are um, okay. Um, you know, so sending let me, mail. Let yeah. me pause you there for a second. Mm -hmm. So let's uh, get yourself a support group. What, mm -hmm. How does one, let's assume like people don't have that. If mm -hmm. they don't have that, how do you start creating that in the middle of this virtual mess? Right. So um, I think that we are very lucky today to have, um, you know, technology, cell phones um, for this case, you know, reach out to someone that you haven't reach out to someone you haven't talked to in a while, see how they're doing. Um, I think that's a good that's a good step. Um, you know, I would feel like everyone that's listening um, would be in leaders. So I feel like, you know, reach out to your advisor. Um, just be like, hey, I'm feeling this way. No, like, yeah. And if like you're not that, in yeah. leaders, right? And if you're not in leaders, maybe you do yeah. have an advisor or a prior teacher or exactly. a mentor, a boss. Um, mm -hmm. Like, who are these people that you admire that you might be able to reach out to? And it might feel a little vulnerable to reach out mm -hmm. uh, because what if they say something that is like, no, I can't. But the worst thing they say is, no, the, I can't. No, but like, I, can't. Yeah. I know that that's also terrifying that they might say mm -hmm. that because I've experienced that. Believe me, I'm in this boat. I think we've talked about this um, in season one. Uh, actually, I'm remembering this conversation somehow. But like, it's, it is hard to reach out. And, mm -hmm. um, I, and I think it is more important now than potentially ever it has been before to reach out because with the loss of physical contact, we've lost an integral piece of our human connection and mm -hmm. we have to establish that some other way. And so I saw a beautiful quote that um, said for every handshake that we would have had, we need to make a phone call. And so thinking about like, who are the people that you can call just for like, just for a two minute phone call, just, Hey, just wanted to say, Hey, hope you're doing well. Cool great. See you later. <laughs> but like, that's, that's it. Right. And um, I think we just need those moments of connection to boost ourselves in this, in this troubling time right now. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, who you reach out to doesn't have to be like, quote unquote, an adult. It could literally be like someone in your leaders club or absolutely. someone that you go to school with that you're like, Hey, this is a cool person. I want to get to know them more. This like, there is no better time to get to know someone more than, yeah right now because chances are like you guys are both bored out of your minds and, <laughs> yeah, don't and want like, to talk to. especially if you have if you've been on the mountain those blue ridge friends like especially reach out to the people from other clubs the people that were in your classes i guarantee you that if you reach out to honor leaders for the past several years that they would be happy to have a conversation with you if only to just catch up and like ask you how your day is um I'm speaking for you, Maddie, there, but like, I'm pretty no, sure. No, like, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I've had several of, um, so I was, I'd been a counselor, um, my fourth year through my sixth year and I've had like several of my girls like, Hey, like, what's up? What's going on? And I've tagged me in the, the Blue Ridge, um, Instagram yep. challenges. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and it can be as simple as adding someone in one of the Instagram challenges and just being like, oh, hey, I thought you'd like to do this. And then boom, that's how you can connect back with yeah. someone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So 
uh, I'm going to ask you then, like, now, if you were to put your Vespers into a one-sentence headline, this is the message you want them to walk away with. Like, what's your what's your headline? Oh, okay. So I would say this this might be a little rough, but um, so just it can only be one sentence. That's all you get. Oh goodness. Okay. So um, I would say to oh gosh. Okay. Make sure that you are taking care of yourself as well as others, and make sure that you can um, create little moments. Um, little meaningful moments with um, other people maybe i love that yeah right like (laughs) yeah yourself take care of others and make sure to uh, have those meaningful moments Mm -hmm. right those are that's really cool that's awesome so um we've kind of boiled it down we've got a chance to dine a dive into some of the stories that we've heard in your vesper we've uh already heard pj's side um so so now we have some instagram questions Right. And Mm -hmm. so actually, I only have one question because I think I posted it late. So you really only got one question, but you also got a comment. So here's your comment. So uh, no questions, but wanted to tell you that I love you. And that comes from Mia Baco. So little Baco. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I love her. Yeah. And then uh, we also got a question from the one, the only Greg. And so Greg has asked you, what comes first in crafting a Vespers? Hmm. I would say in my in my unique situation, since PJ and I decided to split, I think, um, you know, first, since we decided to split of Espers, um, making sure that me and PJ were um, like both on the same page of feeling vulnerable with each other. Um, that that took a little bit, but um, for us, I would say it was us feeling vulnerable. But I think when I was by myself working on my vespers, the first step was just okay. This is what I want to focus on in my vespers. Because once you find, um, I'm going to go into English teacher mode, but it's kind of like when you're writing your paper. Once you write your thesis statement, yep. you're able to really like hone in on that and find and be able to build on that. So once you have one idea is me finding my one idea, what I wanted to talk about, and then being able to build on that. I, I think that what you just said was prime time. And I think <laughs> that, like, that's huge. And I think that it's both of all of what you said, because I think that first, you have to be willing to be vulnerable, whether you are split sharing it or not, even if you're writing one by yourself, you have to be willing to be vulnerable and like, put yourself out there, first mm-hmm. and foremost. And then once you're past that willingness, that's when you have to have, like, you have to have a unifying message, right? Um, so I love that. I think that you, like, that would, those, that's what I would have said. So not that I'm an expert, but like, that's pretty cool. Uh, if you have written a Vespers and you're listening and you think there's a different way or a different thing that comes first in crafting a Vespers, we want to hear about it. You can email us at, uh, email us at the Vespers Project at gmail.com. We would love to hear about it. You can also find us on Instagram at the Vespers Project. FYI. Maddie, do you want to share your Insta? I don't know if you do. It's up to you. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll share my Insta. Ooh, let's go for it. Um, so my Instagram is at um, Maddie. That's how you spell it. M-A-D-D-I-E. And then J-J-A-E. So that was my Instagram. So, it is also my Twitter. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. No big deal or anything. <laughs> but like you're mm-hmm. going to like triple in followers just because of this episode. Oh, I know. Yeah. Super unlikely. But... If you do follow her, you know, you can be like, hey, it's because of the Vespers Project, because that would be cool. No big deal or anything. Um, But moral of the story is um, I'm out of questions. I have I think we've had a chance to kind of talk about the things we need to talk about. Um, But what do you think? What do you do? Is there anything we missed? Is there anything we still need to talk about? I would say like for my future, um, you know, like honor leaders writing a Vesper. um, This is something that helped me make sure that when you're writing it, you're just thinking about talking to a friend and not your Vespers being blasted over the mountain to like a thousand people. Um, so that's for my All right. few honor leaders. Um, my other thing um, is just make sure that everyone is taking care of themselves. Um, hopefully you definitely got something out of this video. Please 
feel free or not video but um podcast (laughs) yeah um um and you know feel free to reach out to any of the honor leaders past honor leaders um and uh I promise we will all talk to you and other people from Blue Ridge yeah for sure awesome Well, thank you, Maddie. I really appreciate your time and thank you for sharing your wisdom and your insight into your Vespers. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Vespers Project. Don't forget to shoot us a review on iTunes. Make sure you hit us up on Patreon. Send us your Vespers. Remember, you can connect with us by emailing thevespersproject at gmail.com. We hope to hear from you. We look forward to spending more time with you next episode. Until then, be well.